welcome to Q&A. This is your opportunity to ask questions after the sermon this morning. And so the number's up on the screen and Doug will be here shortly. So if there's something stirring in your heart and your mind, any questions you may have, I would really encourage you to text them in. It's a really cool opportunity to continue the conversation um, and how the Lord is working in our lives. So again, number's up on the screen, so text it in. And we are doing something unique after the service. So at 1045, we're going to have people gather who are interested in doing a vow renewal, um, the continuation of I did, I said do, and I still do. And so if you're wondering, hey, how will I be able to join in on that while I'm online, flip over to our Instagram. Uh, we'll be Instagram living it for you. So if anybody's at home and wants to watch, you can hop on. And if you're listening back, uh, to Q&A later in the podcast, you'll be able to find it in our Instagram feed if you want to watch it back. So I think it'll be a really fun time. It's a little chilly this morning, but it'll be short and a really special time. And as Doug mentioned, if this isn't the time uh, for you and your spouse to do that, uh, we will have information posted on our website later with the vows and what Doug's uh, covering. So if that's something you would choose to do at home later with your family or whenever, um, we would encourage you to check that out. Or if you have any questions, just let us know. Um, also, we have been going over uh, Spirit-filled, continuing in Ephesians. And so if you haven't noticed, we've been posting a verse every day. So from November 1 to November 23rd, around 23 verses that we're posting each day, followed up by a question. We're posting them on social. We have them on the website. We're even pushing them out by text um, as push notifications. So we really hope that you'll engage with those verses, not just read them, but also ask yourself the questions behind it. Well, good morning. Hello. And also, good we morning. have a special guest this morning, oh, Miss Jackie Ritt. Special guest. We've got a mic there if you want to grab it and we'll okay, be ready to go. Well, You're so brave. <laughs> no, 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 I don't intend to talk much. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here this Thank morning. You, Tracy. It's good to be here. Quick moving. You got here pretty quick. <laughs> we are. Oops. I don't know why that's like that. So we do have some questions that All have right. already come in. And Imagine that. We can, I know. Right? <laughs> and we can get rolling. Um, let's see here. So first question, how do you reject passivity while dying to self? Uh, actually, I think I appreciate the, the asking about passivity. I think passivity comes from... Um, <clears throat> The fall, consequence of Adam, the Lord said to him in the garden, was that the earth that he was supposed to rule over was not going to cooperate with him anymore. And so I know as a husband, as a man, when things don't cooperate, what are my two reactions? I'm either going to get really aggressive and angry or... I'm just going to throw up my hands and go, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. So whatever, whatever. And so it's easy to then go, well, let me escape. I'm going to escape to something that doesn't require me to work or to make a decision. I can just kind of veg. So actually the question, how do I die to self and reject passivity? Those are almost always one in the same. Mm. Dying, rejecting pass. To reject passivity uh, is to die to the self of, I don't want to try and potentially fail. See, I have to die. 
to reject passivity, passivity, I have to die to my feel, my fear of failure as a husband. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and so I, I think that um, every husband, every man has to ask themselves, how am I reacting to the curse on man? Am I, aggra- uh, am I aggressive and forceful? and domineering or am i let the weeds grow let the thorns grow Mm -hmm. let the thorns take over it's hard to step in knowing that i don't have full control but i do have responsibility so that's what dying what I have to die to to reject passivity. Do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, I do have something I'd like to add to that because when I think of passivity, I think it is actually if a person is saying, well, I'm being passive, um, that is self-preservation. And mm-hmm. so he's really looking to his own interests when he's being passive than mm-hmm. being dying to himself, which is completely the opposite. He's like, let me just make peace at any cost right. so that mm-hmm. things go along smoothly and she gets her way. No, 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 that's, that's passivity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not truly dying to self. In other words, it's actually protect, trying to protect self. Right. Yeah. So, what she said. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next question here. What's the biggest thing you wish you would have known about the spirit-filled marriage before you got married? Um, do you want to answer? That it's possible. You know, I didn't know you that, it actually, that, sorry, that it's possible. I don't think it's on. <laughs> no. So um, that it's possible. Yeah. And I didn't know that it was possible before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, my smart aleck answer is uh, come next week. <laughs> um, Promo. <laughs> yeah. And what I mean by that is I, I did not in any way fully appreciate um, – the difference that Jackie, how Jackie was different than me. Mm. And that was when we were first married, that was like, ah, like a thorn. And spirit-filled marriage has actually uh, taken me from that thorn. So so the differences are good, not bad. Absolutely. They're a blessing. Yes. They really are. Yeah, I didn't always think that. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> There's probably all been moments where we've all... <laughs> yeah, and mine wasn't in a moment. There was a long process of learning that. Because, yeah, I mean, you always think... Yeah, you always think your way's the best way. And so when somebody thinks different, and it's like, what's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you think my way? My way's... If it was a better way, I'd do it. Or the way my family did it was yes. the better way. That was something that I had trouble with. I was like, <laughs> yeah, so that's what we you, always did it this way. Why do you, you not do it this yeah, way? Yeah, you don't necessarily yeah. say those things, but you right. kind of think those things. And mm-hmm. so the differences become the hurdle and the, the core mindset that if we were the same, that would be better. And God created marriage differently than that. But I didn't get that. Hmm. So very specific question here. If a husband tells a wife she is not to give tithes, should she huh. still do so? Since the Bible says to, or should she follow his leadership and not give? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I remember very specifically being asked that question uh, between services one time. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I I think in this situation that, and this will be. Um, it, there's a bigger question here about tithing, and if you've been around the chapel, 
you know that we actually don't teach tithing. We teach uh, grace giving. In other words, we give as God has blessed us in proportion to what God has blessed us as we purpose in our heart as God has blessed us. So there's not a New Testament mandate of an exact percentage. If a person believes in tithing, even though I don't think the New Testament teaches that, uh, I still would not put that in a category of that the wife would say, well, I'm going to give our, our money away. Uh, mm-hmm. It is, I do believe that when both spouses are working, that in a healthy marriage, finances, uh, the income is one and the expenses are one. And so they should be agreed, agreed upon on. Uh, agreed upon. I don't think, what I have to ask myself is this question, would the Lord see sin in that wife's heart if she didn't give? I don't think so. Uh, I think as she submits to her husband's leadership there, the Lord's not poor. He doesn't need your money. It's a blessing to give. He does Mm -hmm. not need your money. So I would not encourage you to defy your husband in obedience to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. (laughs) Um, Well, we actually had another question come in about um, the spirit-filled roles. How does this apply if your spouse isn't a Christian? Yeah. Uh, That's a a reality for lots of folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes because they married as unbelievers and then she came to Christ or he came to Christ Mm -hmm. and the other didn't. Um, Or they made a decision to marry even though they weren't equally yoked, as it says in 2 Corinthians 6. So how does this apply? Everything I said applies, whether you're married to a person who's a believer or not. You won't have it easier, probably. This is what, what my point at the end. I think a believing, not just a believing spouse, but an obedient spouse makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably not going to be the case where you have a, an unbelieving husband is likely not going to sacrifice, is likely not going to serve. He might be tempted to lord it over, or not tempted. We're all tempted to lord it over. He sure. might lord it over more. Uh, an ungodly or an unbelieving wife may go, submission, that's like for ancient days. That is not a, that text doesn't apply now and resist that and make it hard. So, is it the husband's responsibility to make the spouse submit, whether they're a believer or an unbeliever? It's not the husband's responsibility. That is unto the Lord. Is it the wife's responsibility to make the husband lead? No, that's his responsibility unto the Lord. And in fact, um, nothing will inhibit a husband leading more than it being the demand of his wife. Hmm. So there genuinely is, uh, wives, I'm not making light of the fact that if you are married to a man who is living in disobedience to the Scripture or doesn't know the Lord, that that is hard. 1 Peter 3 speaks to you very specifically, and I didn't go there because we're in Ephesians 5, but 1 Peter 3 has a very clear word to wives who are married to men who are not obeying the Lord, and it is... To, as unto the Lord, submit and uh, don't try and take the reins. 
and by your behavior, who knows, you may win your husband. Mm. But a henpecked husband does not lead. Doesn't. Right. Absolutely. That's one of goes to the corner of a roof, doesn't he? <laughs> he goes to the corner of a roof. <laughs> where'd you, is it where'd on? you get that? Yes, it's on. You don't hear it, it in this room, but they hear okay. it on online. Yes. <laughs> I always remember that early on before marriage, like you are not your husband's Holy Spirit. Like mm-hmm. that word. And I was like, okay. And there are many times where I tried to be. Or, you know, and I've tried to be, but just that reminder, like, that is the work of the Lord. That is not yeah. for you. Not that for those of us who like control. It's a whole other issue. <laughs> but, oh, everybody likes control. Yeah. Husbands and wives. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, and so the the husband doesn't get to control mm-hmm. according to his own desires, and the wife doesn't get to control. So it's not who gets control in this situation. Well, it is. Who gets control? The Lord gets Lord, right. control. So. There is a dying to that both ways. Mm-hmm. And and when you said, um, oh, oh, you are not your husband's Holy Spirit. Uh, a good lesson for me was I'm not my wife's Holy Spirit. Mm. Actually, I remember earlier on thinking that I needed to, to make sure Jackie obeyed the Lord immediately. And I'd be frustrated and I'd make it tense. And what I learned was Holy Spirit dwells within her. She was responsive, thankfully, to the Holy Spirit. And if I would literally wait a day, she could respond to the Holy Spirit instead of feeling Mm. controlled by me. Mm -hmm. I think that would be accurate. Yes. It's way too raw right at the beginning. Oh, for sure. It's way too raw. (laughs) (laughs) Rookie. (laughs) Such a rookie. (laughs) I should have given you this, my bad. Well, as we were, as you were uh, teaching this morning, it made me think about you know, there are likely marriages out there where those roles right now are flipped, where the wife is yes. running with it and, and the husband is in passivity. How do you encourage your wife and your husband to to flip and to yeah. bring it back under the lordship of Christ? This will sound counterintuitive, but the way you encourage it to flip is not by telling them what they need to do, but mm. simply to go. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna get back into my role as the scripture defines it, and when I get into my role as the scripture defines it, um, then there'll be a vacuum. In other words, if a wife used to be trying to fill the role of her husband, and she goes. That's not my role. That's his role. I'm going to get back into my role. Then there's going to be a vacuum here. And that's a scary vacuum for Mm -hmm. a wife oftentimes. But in that vacuum, you just may discover that your wife, your husband is prepared to step up and lead where you gave space for it to happen. But he probably is not going to, uh, take that space back if you don't give him the space. And quite frankly, if he tries to take it back and you don't give it, then you're going to be mad at him for lording it over you. Mm. So you have to create the vacuum so that he can fill it and not force him to fill it and and do the very thing that you're going to be mad at him doing. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. To give the space and not, yeah. And not force it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's a, a yielding of, there's a, a fear 
perfect love casts out all fear, mm. right? God loves us perfectly, and we're afraid to trust him. So then you apply that to trusting our spouses, who, as much as I may talk a good sermon, I'm not a perfect husband by any means, right? Nor am I a perfect wife. <laughs> You're supposed to say that part. Nor am I a perfect wife, a perfect wife. <laughs> no, neither of us are perfect. And so it's always going to be when we are afraid to even love, to trust somebody who loves us perfectly, the Lord, it gets to the fear it means to lay down my life for her and for her to submit to me. Because we don't love perfectly. So right. we play our, we carry out our role with humility and confidence in the Lord, or we try to. Right. It's good. <laughs> I'm so grateful. The Lord gives us grace to be able to, all that we need to do all that he has called right. us to right. do. Because marriage is hard. Um, yes. It can be harder. Yes. It can be True. much, much harder. And, you know, so it's not always true. I think some of our kids were set because I had our beginning years were really, really hard. Part of that was expectation coming in. Mm. Part of that was uh, Yankee marrying a Southerner. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. And uh, both of us have, at least according to our kids, strong personalities. I don't think I have a strong personality, but I've been told that I do. And Jackie... We both do. (laughs) Always have an opinion, right? (laughs) Yes. And so strong personalities learning to function together. Uh, It was harder for Mm. us. First couple years, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I wasn't ready for all the tears. And I didn't. He cried a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It was me. (laughs) I cried a lot. And I made her cry a lot. I mean, that was the thing. And I, and, but I hadn't seen tears, and I didn't really know how to handle tears. And then I was like, wow. And then I got to make them go, right, go away and fix it. And sometimes sometimes just change brings tears. And there wasn't anything wrong. There were just tears. And then I made things wrong by trying to stop it and confront it. And so it was hard. Uh, and it was hard because we weren't connected to anybody who was newly married. And uh, so I thought that I was the only one ever going through this. Yes. And then as we became more transparent and talked to more people, they're like, oh, you felt that way, too. Yeah. And um, there's um, there's relief knowing that somebody sure. understands. Yeah, Absolutely. I remember we were probably nine months in. We went back to Columbia and spent a weekend with some friends who got married the weekend before we got married. And our stories were so similar. We were like, oh, we're not so crazy, abnormal. We Mm. haven't made this huge mistake. We are learning the ropes of marriage that everybody gets to learn. And so that helped us. It's one of the reasons we host a newly married family group. Mm -hmm. So if you're newly married and you're not in a context of relationship with other newly married folks, and so we go married, newly married, and without kids who are toddling around. Then there's a new family group. We host one with uh, some other friends at our house and their house. So 
if you'd be looking forward to that, then reach out to me, Doug R at cfcjacks.com. And we'd love to include you in a family group. We always take new folks. That's and really we meet on Sundays from one to three. Community. Yes. Community at all stages of life, but especially when you're first married. Yeah. That's really. That misery loves company. It's not a proverb, but there is a, it's not a biblical proverb, but there is some reality of, I don't love that you're miserable. My, I go, ah, this is part of the process. That, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what helped us. Yeah, I think that's very encouraging. Well, yeah. anything that you would want to wrap with or share um, before we end? I know we've mentioned what's coming next week a few times, but yeah. anything else you guys would like to add? Uh, two things. Um, I'm going to do this marriage vow here. Mm-hmm. If you would go, oh, we weren't there, but we would like to, uh, reach out to me. Doug R at cfcjacks.com, and I'll send you the vows that are based on Ephesians 5 that couples are going to uh, share with one another out on the patio, and you could do it in your home. You don't need a creature there by <laughs> any means, but uh, it might be something that they'd be wanting to, you would want to do mm-hmm. in, in your home. Second, um, don't run from this text. Mm. It's really, it's not a bad text. It's not something we have to skirt or minimize. I I hope, I hope I taught it with accuracy and clarity and in a manner that people would go, okay, this isn't an ugly, uh, male-dominating, terrible, terrible uh, text. This is actually a great text for marriage. So I hope folks will... Uh, not run from it. The culture says run from sacrifice and run from submission, and God says run to it, and you'll experience marriage as I intended. So that would be my hope that they'd run to it, not run away from it. Anything you want to add? Yeah, the one thing that I would like to add is the Lord has so impacted Doug and changed who he is that when I see him preach on a Sunday morning, the, the man that I see at the pulpit is the man who comes home to me. And that makes me respect him all the more. It's not always easy. Hmm. <laughs> it's rarely easy, <laughs> honestly, but it's easier. And yeah. so thank you, Doug, for your position before the Lord that you humble your heart in servant leadership in our home. Thank you so much for both being willing to share your stories and your heart and how the Lord has worked in you guys together and individually. That really is an encouragement to everyone who's married to walk that and really appreciate that. So thank you guys so much. Way to go, babe. This is a great trio. I love it. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for joining us. And again, for the vow renewal, um, as I mentioned before, we're going to Instagram live it. So if you want to hop over to Instagram, um, join us, or if you want to watch it back later, you can find it on our Instagram feed as a recording. So thanks again for being Uh, here. Okay. Sorry. So if they could do it in their home, if they're Instagram living it. Yes. Yep, if you want to hop I didn't over hear to that Instagram. part. I was, walking, I was walking from the auditorium. Sweet, way to go. Yep, but you can still do it at home too later <laughs> yes. if that works better for you. And don't forget to check out our verses of the day that are being published um, and just really encourage you to pray through those this week. So thanks for joining us.